bullshit. Oh, shit. The movie Avengers are here. They have arrived. And I'm, I'm hearing other sounds. What are those other sounds I'm hearing right now? That uh, could be my background. My kids are still up. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Is It Really That Bad? We're going to talk legend today. 1985 legend. And we have the Avengers here. We have Eric, Asian movie enthusiast, Rob, Entertainment Talk Nation, and the Sexy Sumo. How's everybody doing? How you doing today, Eric? Pretty good. All right. Sumo. I am feeling excellent. Awesome. Rob. Rested. Took like a three-hour nap a little while ago, and then I just ate a big-ass steak dinner. So rested and sluggish. (laughs) <laughs> slow motion slow motion very slow the last three days have been very slow motion hey it's all good let's see the movie dojo army let's see who is here we got oh, goji here michael gonzalez brad brad <laughs> movies john martinez <clears throat> some asian movie enthusiast guy uh gilbert gene what's going on carlo coy in the house my buddy carlo raven loon Sean Gilliam, what's going on? Bob Odinson, let's start the ruckus. <laughs> Cup of Malik, Mr. Triangle World, Jake Hall, all the legends are here. Dog Soldier, welcome everyone. 21 Badass is hanging out with us right now so far. We got James just showing up here and Jonathan. Today we are talking legend. All right. So, Sexy Sumo, was this the first time you saw this movie? Yeah, I've only seen clips like when on Channel Five, once in a blue moon. But oh boy, so yeah. you might actually hate this. Yeah, <laughs> oh. it's very possible. It's very yeah. possible. He might be like, "What the fuck? This is some <laughs> bullshit. I can't believe I paid money for this." But we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get like, into what it. What the hell, the Blix? <laughs> uh, we'll get into it though. But for those, uh, just to remind everyone, this will contain spoilers. All of these episodes do. So just letting you know, giving you warning. So really quick. Hey, what if there's another loser out there that hasn't seen it yet? What's up? What if there's another loser like me out there that hasn't seen the movie yet? We're gonna ruin well, it. That's why me. we get that's why we get a spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So legend, 1985, uh, directed by Ridley Scott, the legendary director, not the director that directed Exodus, Gods and Kings. Fuck that. <laughs> that was somebody else that did that piece of shit. Um, but legendary Ridley Scott directed this fantasy flick, uh, starring Tom Cruise, everyone's favorite cutie from the eighties, Amira Sarah and Tim Curry. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into Tim Curry in a little bit here, a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, the plots, here's the thing. Here's the plot synopsis. Here we go. You ready for this? A young man must stop the Lord of darkness named darkness from destroying daylight and marrying the woman he loves. Now, that's the plot. Oh, that's it. it all. That's it. So either you want more than that. <laughs> if you want more than that, then you're probably going to hate the movie. If you expect a nonstop action thrill ride, Lord of the Rings style, you're probably not going to like this. Okay? Does that make this a bad movie, in my opinion? It does not, because this is its own thing. Ridley Scott wanted to make a fantasy flick, and he, I think he did a great job in making a fantasy adventure. Now, all the action mostly takes place at the end of the movie, which is where it should be because it's the finale, right? You got to build up to it. Uh, But I remember watching this on TV in spots growing up, and it kind of creeped me out because I was little. Remember, I'm little, you know, little samurai, and I was like, ah. And it kind of creeped me out, but I couldn't stop watching. You know, those those are the classic 80s movies right there. Movies like The Gate, you know what I'm saying? Scares us when we're when we're young. We still got to keep watching because it's awesome. So first off the bat, though, you know, it's been years since I've seen this movie. Um, I did grow up enjoying it, but it's been years since I've revisited it. So this is the perfect show and opportunity to talk about it now. But first off the bat, holy fucking shit. Yeah, the plot is a little simplistic, but it's fine. But holy shit, the cinematography in this movie is still mind-blowing. The cinematography in this movie is fucking insane. 
It is ridiculous. This is one of the most ridiculously good-looking, beautiful movies ever. This is like a beautiful, gorgeous movie, okay? Cinematography is on point. The sets are ridiculous. That forest, did you guys know majority of that forest? They built that shit. Yeah. They mm-hmm. built. All right? They didn't go out in some bootleg park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had this huge, gigantic, like, warehouse. I think so. I think so. But mm-hmm. still, they, they did, you know, the, that was, a. I mean, a lot of hard work went into making this movie. All those birds and shit and animals in there, they're, you know. They they made it their home. <laughs> I remember I remember I heard a story that they had trouble trying to get all the animals out because the animals were like, no, motherfucker, this is our home. We in the forest. We talk, this ain't a real forest. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the sets are insane. The the makeup effects we're gonna get to Tim Curry a little bit later is is phenomenal. I will leave I will leave that to Rob. Rob can go in into the awesomeness of, of Tim Curry, but we can all talk about what we liked and what we didn't like about the movie. Um, but the 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 sets phenomenal cinematography phenom- phenomenal makeup effects phenomenal and a very awesome and iconic score from tangerine dream tangerine dream rob have you seen this the, the director's cut no i have not okay so eric yes okay so there's good news and bad news oh, hold on one second rob I muted saw, his mic. oh i saw a rob, little bit of muted the mic. yeah okay. no I'm, I'm doing that on purpose to drown okay. out till the kids okay. start snoring it's all good. It's all good. Go ahead, uh, Sumo. What are you saying? I saw a little bit. I started watching the director's cut. Uh, I watched maybe the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And I can kind of see what you guys were talking about. Right, right. So it does have, you know, I, I like the new scenes that were in the director's cut. You get an extended sequence with, with Mucklebones, Meg, Eric's favorite. You get a little you get a scene with, with her. <laughs> um, they show Tom Cruise do a little bit more acrobatic stuff. Uh, which is which is fun, but um, and, and I think the darkness's entrance had a little bit more. There's a little bit more footage of the darkness, uh, his entrance, his reveal to the girl at the end. So I, I, I like the extra scenes, except not the scene where she fucking sings to the unicorn. <laughs> that made me throw up. That made me throw up. Thankfully, that you know, we're not talking about that one today, we're talking about a theatrical. <laughs> so the pluses are the picture quality completely destroys the theatrical version. The picture quality is really good. The extra scenes are good, despite the singing throw-up part. Um, I like the extra scenes. I like them. They're they're enjoyable. Unfortunately, the original Jerry Goldsmith score, and I, Jerry Goldsmith is one of our favorite composers, and Lady Fabblood loves him. He's so good. But for some reason, it made the movie a little bit too sweet. I remember when uh, I watched the commentary with Ridley Scott, <clears throat> and he mentioned that he was in the theater watching, uh, you know, like test screenings with people. And they were like, by the end, they were just ready. They were doing this because they were like, oh, God, because the, because the Jerry Goldsmith score was too, a little bit too Disney. It was a little bit too, yay, you know what I'm saying? A little bit too much. So by the end of it, the audience were like, Dude, this is what the fuck is this, right? Which is which is strange because it is a fantasy movie. So you think a fantasy score would have worked, right? Then Tangerine Dream came in and it brought a different element to the movie, which it, I, I call the Tangerine Dream score beautiful and haunting at the same time. It's a very combination. Because when you listen to that score, it's very nice and very pleasing to the ear. But then there's some parts of it where you're like, okay, where are we going now? Am I about to get kidnapped? What, what's happening? <laughs> what is going on right now, right? So I think the Tangerine Dream score works better in this movie. And when he did the retest screenings with people, they liked it a lot better with, without the Jerry Goldsmith score. So like I said, to each his own, apples and oranges. Uh, but I didn't have an issue. I did not have the issue. I think... I want you guys to give your theory. Well, not you, Sumo, because you're brand new. We'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> but Rob and Eric, after we got done talking about it, what do you th- what do you think the theory? Just to keep this question in your head, so we can revisit it later. Why you think people don't like the movie? Why it didn't really do that great in theater? Just give your theory. I have a theory, but go ahead. We'll we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's talk about what we liked and didn't like about the movie first. How you discovered it, and then we'll go from there. Eric, go for it, bro. Yeah, this one is one of my big three. If 
from from my childhood. I watched right. this movie all the time in terms of fantasy films. It was Legend, Return to Oz, and The Neverending Story were my Beautiful. big three. And uh, the critics hated Return to Oz as well. Yes. But um, this one, right from the start of this movie, because everybody knows by now that I'm pretty obsessed with atmosphere in films. And this one is one of my favorites in that regard. Because right in the opening, like five seconds, after you get the opening crawl, it just hits you. You get the synth music. You're in the forest immediately. You know, the animals are running around. The bear's eating his honey. You know what I mean? You get that that atmosphere already kind of in the immersed in the world. And uh, and then you, you even get a few shots of the villains. Blix, the goblin, shows up and he goes <laughs> to see uh, Lord Darkness. Yeah. And there's a pretty good exchange there. You know, you got the Lord of Darkness sitting like in the dark with his with his chefs in the back, the giant humanoid monsters <laughs> hacking people to pieces, getting ready to prepare dinner, which it's like, it just sets the tone. I love yeah. it. And uh, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of memorable imagery in this there. And it's got a variety too, because at the beginning, it's almost like a summery type vibe. And then it descends into like the, the snowy type stuff. And then when you get into the layer of darkness, which is the entire second half of the film, you have some just ridiculous like set designs and special effects. Yeah, insane. Like, like one of my favorites is the one right before the temptation sequence with Mia Sarah, where she's running down the hallway towards the camera and then she turns the corner. So you get almost like the, the firewall on the one side and the other side you have like the stream indoors with like all these weird architecture. It's just uh it it really kind of takes me away. And then um I would have to say creature effects. Yeah, we could get to those later, but they did get Rob Botten, the guy from The Thing, was it, did this movie. There so you go. So just keep that in mind. But again, the script is nothing mind-blowing, but I think Ridley Scott wanted to streamline it. He was basing it off of a lot of old-school fairy tales, some of which are pretty simplistic. Yeah. So I think just the streamline, he didn't want too many subplots, side plots, and I think it worked well. And another pet peeve of mine are runtimes especially for fantasy films yeah. films in general. It's just my thing. 90% of the films I watch are too long. Ever, like nine, nine out of 10 times. I'm like, Oh, you could have cut that scene out. You could have cut that. scene. Out. I can't right. really say that about this movie. I mean, it, it was very, very clean. There's not a lot of fat to it. And I really appreciate that as well. So uh, those are my general thoughts. All right, cool. Uh, Rob, I'm going to save sumo for last. Cause he's never seen this before. <laughs> so I I purposely uh, did not rewatch this movie because I have a feeling my opinion on it's going to change change pretty dramatically from when I remember it, and I want to have fond memories because I, I love yeah I love okay. this movie, and I, I I remember a good deal outside of some of the uh, character names. So I'm glad yeah. you guys are popping those off before it gets to my turn. But I think what stands out about this movie, what I love about it, is the music. That's probably the number one thing. Yes. Tangerine Dreams. Uh, my my affection for Mia Sara at that age, you know, that's putting it yeah. mildly. She was yeah. like on Salma Hayek status before Salma Hayek came around. <laughs> um, you know, Tim Curry. Tim Curry is one of my favorite actors. So I think he he's the he pretty much is the to me the big feature in this movie. Like, oh yeah. Tom Cruise wasn't really, he hasn't really come to his own yet. Mia Sarah, as much as I loved her in this and Ferris Bueller and other things, she never really kind of transformed into that big time actress that I think people expected at that time. And and not to mention, she she kind of annoys me in this movie as much as I love her. Uh, her role is pretty annoying. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, I think this movie in terms of fantasy at that time was very different than what we were getting. Fantasy at that time was stuff like, you know, Conan, you know, uh, Kroll, Beastmaster, you know, and this was very different. Those movies were you saw kind of what you expected to see. This movie took it way deep in the fantasy, like like straight fairy tale, folklore, fairies, things of that nature. You didn't really see a whole hell of a lot of that at that time. Uh but to me, the standout of this movie, the thing I love about it most to this day, makeup, uh, yes. makeup design, the uh, practical effects, the wardrobe was very good. I mean, that dress she was wearing at the end of the movie when yeah. you thought she was evil. I mean, that's an insane dress. 
uh, just the way they transformed Tim Curry. I mean, Tim Curry's not a big guy. You know what I mean? Right. He's, he's right. not a big dude. And to, he looked imposing in that movie. Now, granted, to be fair, anybody looks imposing next to Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is about five <laughs> foot one. But, uh, you know, I know he's like five, seven. But yeah. 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 And and the, and Eric's right. The story is very simple. And I think that's to I think that is something that's a detriment for most people. There weren't yeah. too many big time successful fantasy films at that time, you know, and fantasy really started to hit its stride in the 2000s. You know, fantasy films prior to like Harry Potter, prior to like <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> weren't really taken seriously kind of like comic book films were not taken seriously until like spider-man and x-men started coming out you know if you look at some of the superhero movies in the 90s they were dreadful uh so fantasy kind of was kind of taken kind of looked upon like that during the same era so i kind of think the movie was ahead of its time i think it would do a lot better now i think people would welcome this movie more now because of its simplicity because of the short run time and because of the way it's presented, the, pre- the presentation in this movie, to me, still holds today. The lighting, the image, and, and Tangerine Dreams, the soundtrack, just enhances the world on sound alone. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people, if you're not a fan of this movie, not so many people know who Tangerine Dreams are. But if you watch this movie you would say to yourself, there's no other composer or artist or group that could make the soundtrack for this movie. It's almost like they were made to make a soundtrack for this movie. Right. No, I agree. And that it kind of makes sense. You threw in your theory right there, which was perfect. Do you, do you agree with his theory of why it didn't work, Eric? Just for some people? Well, if you What's want, this is, this. let's go to the the two most overrated critics of all time. <laughs> oh. so, um, I got it right here. Let's okay. do uh, let's do Siskel first. This will give you the explanation okay. right now. So, uh, like, didn't you think we had seen the last of the sword and sorcery epics? At least those not starring Arnold, you know who? Well, one more slip through the distribution channels, and it stinks from top to bottom. And then he goes on to say that it's just an awful film. Ridley Scott, a director who specializes in artful, heartless movies. Legend, oh. however, legend is not the least bit artful. This is Gene Siskel telling wow. you that legend is not the least bit artful. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're wondering, wait a second, how is he coming at this? And he, he gives himself up right here. What you won't be able to predict or explain to your shocked children is why we have to see one of the unicorns shot. I know all about Bambi's mother, but Legend is a waste of film stock by comparison. Wow. So he he just hated, and you know Ebert basically said the same thing. He's like, um, he basically goes through and says, you know, these movies are just the problem with Legend is that it's just wrong for this material. You know, to some degree, this is a fairy tale, but it needs a lightness of tone, a plucky cheerfulness to work, and that's your yeah. explanation right there. Oh, there it is. And, and yeah. that's that was the problem at that time. You know, when you have movies like, you know, the never ending story, which is, you know, you have movies like the Dark Crystal, you know, um, those movies. I mean, even the Dark, I mean, Dark Crystal is obviously darker than, you know, uh, never ending story. But those movies have a lot of light elements and more ch- child friendly. I think at that time, fantasy was synonymous with children. And right. I mean, if you had released Lord of the, even Lord of the Rings, to some extent, has some pretty dark and violent moments. I mean, I know you're oh, chopping yeah. off the heads of orcs, but if you put Lord of the Rings in the 80s, they're going to say the same thing, in my opinion. They're going to say the same thing. Yeah. And they had the same problem with Return to Oz, the same yep. exact problem. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a, a fantasy more catered to <clears throat> an older audience, a little bit more mature. I swear to God, if you had released Legend in this era, in the 2000s, it would have done a lot better. It would have done a lot better, in my opinion. All right. All of this is making sense. Good points, Eric and Rob. All right. Now, this is going to get interesting, and then I'll 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 recap the movie, and then we can talk about whatever after that. It's going to be interesting. Sexy Sumo has not seen the movie. He just recently watched it. All right. Sexy Sumo. If you don't like the movie, just lay into it. Don't worry about me. I won't be offended. I was going to say, you guys covered it all. I can go home now. (laughs) <laughs> I'm done. You liked it? Huh? You liked it? 
I did like it. I enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I mean, getting I, a sense of I was getting a sense of darkness was about to arise. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, like like you guys pointed out, Tim Curry was the star of that film. You know, he he pretty much killed it throughout the whole thing. Uh, looking at some of the director's cut and then the theatrical cut, you see darkness right at the beginning. Yeah. As opposed to the other one, you don't see him until like an hour and some change later. But I thought darkness looked the best <clears throat> when he was sitting on his actual chair where he's all black. Yeah. With the, with the neon yellow eyes and the, and yeah. the saliva. Man, yeah. that was dope, man. I love that. The, the you know? neon but darkness. He, yeah, but then when he came out all red and you know normal, it's like that still looked pretty cool, but not as not as cool as that dark look <laughs> in the darkness, you know. Yeah. Um. Aside from that, the story, like you guys, it was simple. It was short. Um. I, I'm I'm still gonna watch the director's cut just to get that whole yeah. take on that. The, yeah. The soundtrack was pretty shitty on the other one, but director's cut, the Tangerine yeah. Dream was far superior to that. Now, if they can take the Tangerine Dream, put it with the director's cut, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, for me, Willow would be one of my top fantasy movies. Me uh, too. Part. Uh, but uh, like I said, this one was good. The the, the practical effects, the makeup effects, uh, Meg <clears throat> Muckbones, super hot. You know? <laughs> so you know, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I saw the extended cut of that scene. Yeah. Which kind of showed a lot better, cool stuff. Uh, Tom Cruise's choreo fight choreography very limited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed that he did the same two moves twice, which is the, <laughs> the jump kick, with yeah. the, you know, dodging the sword, jump kick, and then a backflip. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that was cool. Um, but the, other than that, I mean, like I said, the, the overall experience of the movie, like you guys said, it was a really good fantasy flick, uh, and and the whole cinematography and layout was very nice. Well, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, but it, you know, I, you, I've owned the damn thing for a couple years, and I just barely watched it. <laughs> oh, I thought you just recently just bought it. I thought no, my my brother in law gave it to me for a birthday a couple years back, oh, okay. and I just had it in my my, yeah. my stack over here. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed it. But it's good. Yeah, but um, you know, back to talking about the movie a little bit. Uh, I did. I do agree with you, Sumo. That whole opening where he's got the neon eyes and the neon nails. And he's sitting there like a fucking pimp. Yeah, yeah, Bobby man. Crew is like killing, you know, innocent people in the back, getting ready for the barbecue, <laughs> right? Like getting ready. I mean, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I think I can listen to Tim Curry talk like, like darkness for everything. I think I would buy whatever he. <laughs> yeah, like I would love for that to be like my GPS. Narrator, yes. turn left on this boulevard. Or Alexa, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, buy this ins- this car insurance. So darkness, please turn on my TV. I shall do no such thing. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, there's there's so much to like, and I and 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 I get it. Everything Eric and Rob and you guys brought up makes sense of why people did not feel it or like it in the '80s. But the funny thing is, is when I rewatched it, it, it it's it's definitely dark, but there's fucking hilarious, lighthearted moments in there too. Yeah, those little uh, what like they're dwarves or something. Yeah, you know? I mean they're Adios, amigos. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna get to that. So we have, uh, let's see, what's some of the things I pointed out here? When, uh, you know, Cruz is like bringing uh, the the girl uh, to to see the the unicorns, right? So, uh, you know, very beautiful film, right? And they're sacred creatures. You're not supposed to touch them, right? And, of course, she fucks everything up, right? She has to touch it, distracts it, and then blixing them shoot the poison arrow in the unicorn, which causes the, you know, the, the ruckus of darkness to, to awake. And every, all th- everything goes to shit after this, after they cut off the, the unicorn. But before they got there, you got to love, I love Blix and the other two guys. You got the pig goblin, and then you got the fake goblin <laughs> with the big gigantic helmet on, with the steam, with the steam coming out of the helmet. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. I'm like, dude, there's lighthearted moments in here, right? But I love how as soon as they showed up and looked at the unicorn, the, the one with the big helmet said, look, 
ugly one-horned mule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all kinds of stuff throughout there. I like when they were like uh, uh, fighting over the uh, the unicorn, you know. And then the pig, the pig, uh, the pig goblins all like, I would wish for the everything to be all garbage. Yep, yep. <laughs> so tasty. And then girl out there, I just wanted to suck her bones. <laughs> you got the other guys like, oh, I would eat her brains like jam. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of goofy moments, but I love, I loved when they finally called darkness and he showed up. <laughs> he showed up out of nowhere, and then the and she's still like talking shit, like I'm the I'm powerful. And then the pig goblin's like, yo, big D. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, big, the big helmet with the steam coming out, uh, fake goblin, he comes around there. He grabs a unicorn a horn, and he's all like, your, your reign is over, darkness, okay? Your reign is done. I am the one in charge. I am the man. And then darkness just does this, and all of a sudden the mummy corpse comes alive. Did you guys notice that he says shit? Yeah. Did you notice that? No. I didn't as, soon as, the, as soon as the goblin, I mean, as soon as the darkness raises the, the corpse up, the zombie, to grab, you know, the little dude for talking shit, as soon as he raises up, he turns and goes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he grabs him, picks him up, and then just dumps, just jumps with him into a ditch, and he goes, Adios, amigos. I was dying laughing <laughs> last night. I was dying laughing because I forgot about that. So to me, there was lighthearted moments in here. It wasn't just all like darkness. But the darkness is what we really love about the movie. But yeah, simplistic plot, plot right? We got a, you know, he, Tom Cruise meets up with the, you know, we, got, we might as well call them hobbits. We got some hobbits, fairies, and <laughs> and um, we got An a elf. Goat here. That, yeah, gump, yeah. I think he's an. I think he's an elf, or he's supposed to yeah. be. Yeah, he was the little mini Legolas in this movie. Right. Yeah, he's Legolas. Yep. Yeah, and so they go on their adventure to try to rescue the girl and try to reattach the unicorn horn and save the day to bring light back. Because the as of right now, the world is half in darkness. It's not fully darkness yet until they kill and uh, do the ceremony for the other unicorn. So very, very simplistic plot. Very simplistic plot. I think the. Um, of course, you know how we are, Sexy Sumo. Of course, we would have wanted our hero to be more badass. You know, yeah. Master Conan. I know we would want our hero to be more badass, but I think, you know, picking the jobber, you know, I think that was the point of the movie. Because even he was like, we need to find a champion. Even right. he, I think that was on purpose, because Tom Cruise was like, we need to find a champion to help us. And they're, and then they're like, no, nah, man. The gump was like, no, 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 you. You you're good enough, and he's like me. He's like I don't know. He's like I don't know how to fight. I don't know how to use weapons. I think well, yeah, because I don't think he really had to defend himself, right? Yeah, I think being in the forest, it was always safe, and he never had to really fight right. anything or anyone. He was so. just very acrobatic and and wily. Yeah. Was about it. So he yeah. just I think the the whole element of him being out of his league. I think that was on purpose, especially when darkness shows up and he's like, "What do we have here?" <laughs> A little boy. I mean, it was all purpose. It was all purpose. But let's yeah, let's let's get to the star. That's right. Represent. There you go. You got to represent. Oh, I know it's dusty. I know. <laughs> so let's get to the star here, Eric. Hold on, hold on. I, I'm going to give this one to you, Eric, because I was dying laughing earlier. So Tim Curry is the star. We know this. We all know this. He he killed it in this. And the, the practical effects and the makeup of him walking around is insane. It's real. There's no CGI here, folks. But I'm just going to show one shot here. Now, this is 1985. 1985. No CGI. This is all just beautiful cinematography and directing and lighting and everything. I'm about to show you. A not e this is not even in Blu-ray quality. A pixelized Horribly pixelized GIF of a two-second scene. And I'm going to show you this. Look at this. Look at that. Look yeah. at that right there. Are you fucking kidding me right now? It's a great shot. Look at this. Look at how beautiful this movie looks. This is fucking insane. This is insane. 1985. Look at this. And this is a pixelized GIF. This is even Blu-ray of 4K. Look at this. No fantasy movies were looking like this back then. 
I mean, this is this is insane. But uh, go ahead, Rob. Were you about to jump in there? Oh no, no, no! I was just yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. Like I said, it's ahead of it was ahead of its time. Yeah. And uh, you, you, this is this this is the man right here. This right, you know, shut the fuck up. Who's bothering me? <laughs> Where's my lunch? You know, I forgot my lines. Yeah. <laughs> right. This is the man. Now I'm gonna, uh, you know, the whole. Now, now here's. I only had rewatching it again. I only had one question. I kind of wished we saw who he was talking to. I was hoping it's not necessary. It's not necessary. But he kept calling father, especially before he got killed. He goes, "Father, protect me." And then earlier, he's like, "Oh, this." uh this new hot sexy lady. Do you see what I have to deal with down here? I have nothing but goblins and, and I mean, there's no hot sexy women down here. Oh, I come across a hot sexy woman. She father, she's making me feel funny. <laughs> right? I don't know. I've never felt this way before, right? So she he try and the father comes out of the you know, you hear his voice out of the fireplace and he goes, Seduce her, woo her. Make her one of us, right? And then we have the scene where she's slowly, you know, being seduced and turned to the dark side. You see here pick up uh, all these diamonds and jewelry. She was kind of like, oh, look at this. And then she she becomes seduced right here. And then she gets up. Then she, you know, turns into that. Well, she come, basically ends up wearing that dress that Rob's talking about. So the, 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 the entity... The, that's spinning around her right now. She eventually ends up in that and looks ridiculously more hot um, mm -hmm. about the movie. Now, did you guys remember? See the little table to the right? Yep. Did you guys remember? I don't know how I forgot this, but when the that cherub? Huh? The cherub? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I forgot that when the statue of the cherub sitting there is a statue. And then when the seductress entity starts coming around, the statue wakes up and he's all like, <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that for some reason. And I was laughing my ass off. I wanted them to still show him during that video. It's only for a few seconds, but it starts getting up and it starts grooving. I'm like, what? What in the world? I don't remember that, but I was laughing hysterically. But yeah, she looks ridiculously hot. Now I'm going to let Eric talk about the table scene here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you find me pleasing? Yeah. L look at this. This is this is why Tim Curry's the man. Oh yeah, that, that makeup job is insanely good. It took them like five hours in the makeup chair to get to get into that thing. I think they said. Wow. Oh, I was sure reading those. I was reading that the horns that they used were really heavy at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he had like this one like gear that he had on his like supporting his neck so when he'd have the horns because they were they weren't hollow at first they were actually solid so it always like lean his head forward and he had it for such a long period of time that it would hurt his neck yeah so then they decided to make them hollow so they'd be lighter and he'd be oh, able to shit. move around in them yeah oh okay cool fun fact that's awesome hey whatever whatever makes it work and it works yeah. but the table scene cracked me up because he's literally sitting here like this <laughs> after this ridiculously intimidating opening shot of him coming to her, towards her to where she faints, which I think all of us would if we saw that coming out of nowhere, right? But then he's all like, hey, talk to me. <laughs> he's like, hey, sit down, talk to me. I find, I find your words pleasing. I was dying laughing. I was like, look at this pimp. Look at this pimp. Pimp. Oh my but she, god. She plays him during that scene. She yeah. plays him. She does. She gets, she gets him mad and then she's, she's she she knows she could use it to her advantage. So she she basically convinces him that she'd go through with the ceremony in order to, to live, you know. And, and I remember that part because it looked like he came. Remember he right was like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've never had this feeling. <laughs> My pants are soiled. <laughs> it was, it was, it was fucking brilliant. The cherub comes over, cleans it up. <laughs> well, you know, she's got it. He's he's the one that probably holds it when he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> 
So. Oh. Oh my God. Oh. My oh. demon dick is erect. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, yeah. That that scene where he's just like all intimidated, and he's like, "Hey, talk to me. Eat, drink. I found you. I find you very interesting." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he did come. But before before he came over there and came, that one shot where she pisses him off and he, he loses it and he starts slowly walking towards the camera and the camera backs up. Mm-hmm. That scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, I saw that shot. I was like, oh God, we're all going to die. We're all going <laughs> to die. This is bad. But then, uh, you know, hey. Hey, she was smooth with the words, bro. She's like, look, I'll kill the motherfucking unicorn. I will kill the unicorn. And then... Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. another one. <laughs> oh. I see the benefit of the light. <laughs> I like the whole... I like the yeah. whole reflective light finale, too. That was pretty cool. Like, how do you get light all the way down to this cave and they use the shields? Yeah, yeah. They were like big silver platters or something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It was fun. To rewind a little bit back to the these guys. You got old, you got old veteran there. What's his name? The Brown Tom. Billy Bart. Billy Barty. Yeah. He's been in so much. Masters Universe, Willow. Yeah, he, he's been in everything. Uh, he he was he was cracking me up in the movie too, but his friend—I uh, forgot what his friend's name was on the right. That's Brown Tom. What? Brown Brown Tom. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Sumo. Brown Tom. Come on now. That scene where he was the, trying to defend the unicorn with the frying pan. Come on, that was fucking yeah. great. <laughs> that was great. Blocking the arrows and doing doing John Woo Chayun fat jump. <laughs> The original. He was like the original John Wick. <laughs> <Yeah. Just> like <laughs> with Brian Pants. I was dying. Little Wick. He's a little Wick. Little yeah, wick. he's little. I was dying, man. Then he found an excuse to fake his own death so he'd live. <laughs> that what he did, really? Or do you think he really got knocked out? I think no, he just his, uh, I thought he, he just fainted. Booze, right? They What's shot up? him in the hat where he had his booze. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. man. And he fainted. <laughs> but yeah, all these characters were they were not useless. They all had their purpose. You know, there wasn't really any throwaway characters. And back to uh Mucklebones. I know we were gushing over this guy. Oh, oh gush. <laughs> gush over me. Yes. Oh, dropping oh. loads. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back a little bit to Mucklebones. Again, I'm about to play a horribly pixelized GIF. This is not even Blu-ray quality. Look at how good this is. This is no CGI here. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah, that, that makeup is incredible. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? If I you know what? If you leave if you left this on and you were strapped to a chair to stare at this all day, you got nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I got nightmare fuel when I saw this as a kid. I was like, "Oh man, that's scary!" Right? But dude, look, look at this. This is insane, insane. Uh, and you gotta love. Uh, I like the little finale we had at the end. There was all we had like flame powers. We had the sword doing flame powers. We had sword fighting. At some point, you know, Tom Cruise was doing his useless acrobatics, but it was fun. <laughs> no, it was fun. Yeah, backflip. But yeah, the, the end finale was at least fun to watch. I like, I like uh, when he charged at him with the horns. Yes. That was awesome. That was sick. That was so sick. Horns, have him pinned up. Boy. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we had some highlighting moments here. We had Tom Cruise doing drop kick, right? After, yeah. he, did drop, after he did drop kick, darkness picked him up, did choke slam, right? <laughs> We just needed a Stone Cold Stunner throwing here. We would have been good to go. <laughs> and a tombstone. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, they, they saved the day. They rescued the girl uh, who actually, like, you know, I totally get why Rob found her irritating. I was 
Is this one in the what's wrong with Pagna Unicorn? Mm-hmm. I totally get it. I totally get the annoyance of that. But even she at the end had her character arc and didn't become useless. Yeah, and, she redeemed herself. Yes. And freed the unicorn. Um <laughs> earlier when she was visiting the neighbor or the common folk, and uh, the neighbor's like, or the common the common folk chick is like, you know, why are you down here? You're a princess. Why are you why are you you know, hanging out with us common poor people. And I'm like, poor? I want to live where you live. What are you talking about? <laughs> you got beautiful land. You got a nice little, like, house hut with food everywhere. You're talking about poor. That ain't poor. <laughs> and then the princess, who is so, uh, you know, obviously uh, royalty, and she's stealing her food. <laughs> right? She starts picking the food out, like, behind her. I'm like, what a little bitch. And, uh, I'm like, I love you, Mia Sarah, but you're a bitch. She, she like took down the the clothesline for the clothes. Yeah, this yeah, messing yeah. with her. Yeah, <laughs> very weird, weird uh, damsel in distress. This with this movie. Hey, is it me or is it me or would have been uh, Jack's uh, better choice to go with Una? Too small. Mm. Oh, but she but she can shape shift to whatever he wants. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about the. Uh... That's so true. I would have gone that route. He could have had the princess whenever <laughs> he wanted, or some other thing. Hey, hey, he could have, sh- yeah, have her shape shift into Sama Hayek. You said <laughs> <laughs> Who's it? Una. Is it, is it Una, I think Una. her name was. Yeah, Una? she was into it too. She wouldn't mind. Dude, she, Dude, she wanted Jack. She wanted what? When? <laughs> I don't care how you want it. When you want it? Right. Yeah, Tom she put Cruise, she put I'm Tinkerbell more. to shame. Yeah. Oh yeah. She did. <laughs> she and if you did. lock yourself out of your house, be like, "Hey, you fly through the keyhole. Like, look, get, 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 get me back in my house." That's it. Or, or she can fly in another hole. Who knows? Hey, <laughs> yeah. That might know, be little, into it. Yeah, a little prostate massage. You know, something like that. You might want to put on something. Get some oh. dirty in there. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my there. prostate. <laughs> Stop it, Rob. <laughs> you just got to have her sanitize herself when she comes out. It gets a little yeah. nasty in there. Yeah. It's warm, though. It's warm if you can deal with the smell. Yeah. I mean, I like thought brown thumb. <laughs> brown thumb. <laughs> I thought Julia Roberts and Hook was bad. No, she no. She Uno wanted, wanted it. She was, she was thirsty. Wanted. Definitely thirsty. Mm-hmm. Oh man, let's see here. <laughs> Let me check on chat. Let's see how chat's doing over here. Chat's <laughs> laughing here. <laughs> oh man. So, um, anything else to say about the movie before we uh, give give w- the verdict at the end here? I want a remake. Oh, I want to. Yeah. I want to. I want to see a modern, and I want Ridley Scott to do it. With today's technology, I mean, I'd still love him to keep the practical practical effects, but yeah. hey, you know, why not? You know, I mean, they remake all this other trash, so yeah. let really do have another shot at it. I think it would do really well. This is, I think that's one. This is one title I would support if they tried to redo it. Depending if they got Ridley Scott or somebody competent to do the movie. I think you could you could improve on certain aspects, like maybe expand the action set pieces, yeah, make them a little bit more elaborate, you know, maybe. and and a little bit more backstory couldn't hurt, you know. There's yeah. still a lot of yeah. questions about the characters, you know. Um, I don't think a backstory would hurt. Maybe just open up the world a little bit. It's it, yeah. That, that's one. You know, it's funny. That's one thing about this movie that is a good thing and it's a bad thing at the same time. It, it feels very claustrophobic. It feels like it's really like in a concentrated area, <laughs> you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. maybe that's because they don't really go into detail of the location and where this takes place. And but that's stuff right. I would like to see more, more yeah. expanded lore on the movie, on the film. And I heard the original script was that way, and they had to cut it down. So maybe they could use yeah. the original, their original write-up, and build off of that anyway. You know? Yeah, that's yeah, that'd be a great idea. I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it if they do it right. I just have a bad feeling. That everything's gonna be CGI heavy and it's gonna fucking blow. Yeah, that's that's, that's why I said you know keep the practical effects. You know, definitely keep that. I mean, use if anything, use the CGI to enhance it, not to actually develop it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. We don't we don't want to step in wolf darkness. Dude, you think Steppenwolf was bad before? You should see. Oh, 
I forgot my line. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> you should see the new Steppenwolf. He looks like absolute trash. Really? Oh, he looks like a transformer, oh, Michael, like a Michael Bay transformer. Oh no! Yeah, it looks like yeah. Justice League is going to be bad. Yeah. I can't wait. A good, a good human- <laughs> Rob, you need to be honest, sir. You need to be honest. If you like it, you like it. Oh no, no. I, I even, I even said like the the first Justice League. I thought was decent. It wasn't Avengers level, but I, I did enjoy it. But this one, it's going to be so bad, and I can't wait. Because I have a lot of DC fans on my channel, and they get so mad when I trash DC, and I and I'm always giving Marvel praise, but I don't always trash DC. I mean, like I said, I loved Wonder Woman. The second Wonder Woman was trash. I, I yeah, think yeah. I don't see any, you know, Suicide Squad trash, Batman yeah. vs Superman trash, Superman Man of Steel. I love it. Uh, so yeah. I'm fair. There's definitely DC movies I love, but overall they're trash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just keeping it real. But it's you know what's funny though is yesterday on my stream with uh, Darth Daddy Lunga, he's like the biggest DC guy. He's like DC all the way. But even he, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But even he, as a diehard DC f- fan, is like, no, there's problems. Yeah, I, mean, at I least agree. Admit there's problems. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm a I I love I love both. I like DC and Marvel, but even I can admit if there's problems in Marvel, I can admit there's problems. Yeah. And Marvel does have their have their problems. It's just yeah. that DC's problems are so bad it makes Marvel look good when they <laughs> with their problems. You know, it's like this, you know. As it's like DC, not, yeah. It's exactly. like not as bad. Yeah, not nearly. All right. So overall here, let's see here. So overall, we all enjoyed the movie. It's a 80s classic, an 80s fantasy classic. It has fun characters. Definitely fun characters. What is the rating on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm going to bring it up right now. A hot, okay. a hot lead. A hot lead. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize Meg Muckle. And of course me. With my big <laughs> horns and the ones on my head, too. Ooh. <laughs> I appreciate all of you loving this film. It makes me smile. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Look how red my nipples are. <laughs> but yeah, overall, it's a very simplistic story, but overall, I think the, the visuals make up for it uh, in the end, and it's a very fun watch. It's a very great fantasy movie with a great soundtrack. And uh, if they do a remake, don't fuck it up. Yeah, don't. Do I, have a feeling, up. I have a feeling it will happen at some point. Can they yeah. use uh, Satan from the Pick of Destiny? <laughs> that would be funny. So here we go. You ready for this? Here we go. I'm going to bring up right now the banner. This is what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's percent which is no. That is I think ridiculous. I think the audience score is probably right. I think that's yeah. a good that's a good rating. I think 73 yeah. is fair. Um, it's definitely not rotten. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, Eric, seventy-three or higher? Um, well, I mean, my personal rating would be higher, but I think for if you say three out of every four people would like it, I think that's that's a pretty pretty nice percentage. You know, right around seventy-three, seventy-five, right around there is cool. Sumo, I agree. I, I mean, I'm more the audience is more on point than it is with the Rotten Tomatoes. Right. Yeah. All right. There you go. I agree as well. So it definitely. Oh, I forgot one more thing. One more thing that I'm starting to do now. The Movie Dojo Army has also uh, rated the film. I did a poll. If they agree with the 38 and if they if they believe uh, it deserves better. Check it out. Boom. Movie Dojo Army. Even <laughs> there you even go. Oh, yes, that's that's wow, look at that. 75. So 75. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. Even the Movie Dojo Army agrees it deserves a little bit more love than that. So... As is tradition, is it really that bad? Legend, 1985, it is not really that bad. It has passed the flying colors. It gets the Chuck Norris thumbs up. There we go. That's it. For today. That's right. Sidekick Norris. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, One more time, Rob. Any- go. go, Rob. One more time. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone agrees. 
I love it. Oh, to have this feeling once more in my pants. <laughs> it's been eternity. <laughs> Don't be afraid to go deeper, Una. <laughs> Squeeze it just a little. I like when you do that. <laughs> Wait, wait, let me lean on the table so I can shoot on the floor. I don't want anything in my drink. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, did you guys know that uh, Meg Mucklebones was played by, uh, was it Robert Picardo? Yeah, from, uh, he was from Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. 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 Now when I saw that, man, I was like, what? I know, right? (laughs) But he was great. Yeah, a nice fat boy. You know what? This is what Hollywood will do. This is what Hollywood will do. They will not remake the movie. There will do. They will do a prequel on the origin of darkness. That actually would be good. This is too bad. Tim Curry's in such a bad state health health wise. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Or they'll do a George Lucas special edition and just (laughs) add footage to it. There you go. Yeah. So Goji, I'm looking at the comments right here. Dog Soldier says the 75% was all fat samurai guy votes. <laughs> um, I am not allowed to vote once I could once I click on the poll and it's done. I cannot vote. Um, let's see. Uh Goji gave it 89%. Omegon 73. All right. Oh, 75. Dog Soldier gave it 50. All right. 80% for Brad. All right, nice. That was fun. What you guys got going on this week? I know what you got going on, Sumo. Work. <laughs> or Miami. <laughs> Rob, anything coming out this week? Uh, yeah, home? I got a lot of videos I got to do tomorrow. I haven't I haven't done any content the last two days because I Monday I was just in lethargy mode. Plus, my wife was off. So, and then uh, today. Um, unfortunately she was very busy taking phone calls. So it was kind of, I didn't want to really record while she was working. And then I had to, you know, the kids were in school. So tomorrow I have like at least four or five videos I got to do. And then Thursday's a stream and then Friday stream, Saturday stream. Okay, cool. Eric, any, any other reviews coming up? Uh, earlier tonight, I released two very oddball Japanese movies, crazy lips and the gore from outer space. They're kind of like real, they're like very bizarre comedy exploitation films. Yeah. And then uh, I'm reviewing Ninja and the Dragon's Den on Friday. Oh, shit. That's my shit right there. Woo. And I got to keep uh, catching up on my Godzilla rewatches. Yeah, yeah. So are you going to do reviews? Probably, yeah. Nice, nice. Cool. Let's see here. Well, I guess that's good enough. We can we can go ahead and wrap it up for today. This was a fun stream, you guys. Thanks again for hanging out on the podcast. That's right. Rob, Entertainment Talk Nation, Eric, Asian Movie Enthusiast, uh, and the Movie Dojo, and some guy named Sumo. How'd this guy get in here? Yeah. This guy over here. This guy here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep my episodes a little bit shorter than usual, so... It helps me do other things throughout the day. <laughs> Omniblast, <laughs> we just finished. We just finished Omniblast. You're going to have to watch from the beginning, but thanks for popping in to say hi. But uh, this was a lot of fun. This was badass. Even if you guys hated the movie, it still would have been fun to talk about it. We all agree to disagree, and we go home still on the same Avengers team because we are the Avengers team of movie reviews of YouTube, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> And so, very, very, very inappropriate jokes. It's all good. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. We got to have fun. It's moment. Uh, chat, Movie Dojo Army, you guys fucking rock. Don't forget to head over to oh. Asian Movies. Asian oh. Movies. Oh, it's too yeah. much. It's like getting a blowjob and you come and she keeps sucking. Oh. Head over to Asian Movie Enthusiast channel and subscribe. As well as Rob from Entertainment Talk Nation's channel. Make sure you go over there to subscribe. Oh, I love and that, uh, Rob. That beard just makes me. <laughs> yeah, I know so, all of you all subscribe. I'm spent. Right, guys. <laughs> I appreciate you being subscribed to me as well. 
But it was a lot of fun. Don't forget tomorrow <laughs> at 6 p.m. Pacific time, I will be here with director Ranjit Marwa. We're going to talk about a film called Hold the Dark. And we're going to talk about is it really that bad? And the reason why I still want to talk about it, even though the rating on Rotten Tomatoes is really high, the audience score is atrocious, and I'm fascinated. I am fascinated, and I have an idea without even seeing the movie yet. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I have an idea why Hold the Dark's rating could be low for the audience. And I have Because you cannot hold the dark. <laughs> Not exactly when I'm... Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> Where's the cherub? <laughs> I know. Oh. I should have. I tried to find a gif of the cherub, bro. Cherub was jamming, bro, on the table. He's like, oh, shit. I got to see that again. I never noticed that. It's only for a few seconds, but he starts moving. I'm like, what? Do you but know yeah, if Frangie's going to release Patila Man? I know. I'm going to ask him tomorrow. You better make it make it happen. I'm going to keep they bugging need, You know, there. now that I'm thinking about it, they need to re- if they remake Legend, they need to do an R version. Or you oh, know what yeah. I mean? We need some we oh, need yeah. some darkness needs some action. With faces <laughs> like that? that no, out, come on. Yeah. Cuz I heard this commentary <laughs> is better than the action. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was reading online that Ridley Scott wanted to make it more graphic than what it was. Uh, oh my there's god! A scene, there's a scene right where there's all the. It looks like like a mountain of rocks. That was actually a mountain of bodies. Uh, oh. When they were in hell, but then they decided they said, "Oh no, it's too graphic." So they went and painted them all black, and I, and just like all you see now is a little bit of uh, skulls, and then like a bunch of black things. Oh, like rocks. Mm. there you go, there you go, remake or whatever, make it rated R. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, let let a uh, darkness get a swerve on. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta still memes. drop a red load somewhere, you know. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe to these badasses, and thank you for watching and liking and all that good, sh- all that good shit. Make sure you and, go to my uh, channel and see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna motivate you, man. You're gonna start doing something. You're gonna uh, eventually, man. I just gotta two two, uh, two minute reviews or less. I don't know. We'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> uh, two second reviews. There you go. It's good. Goodbye. That's it. That's That's the video. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 p.m. for Hold the Dark. I got a feeling. I think I know why. Will I hate the movie? We shall see. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Take care. Peace.